You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host, back with another episode down in Yukon, Oklahoma today. Talk a little bit about family story. Talk about, I think, the American dream. It's very alive and true. It's something I believe in a lot. Um, some people don't, but I do. Um, business, we're going to talk about a little bit of roofing. Uh, Michael Salazar's with me. Michael, thanks so much for your time. I uh, love the shop here. I, I've driven past this building many times, didn't realize how much of an operation you had. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty deep, right? You know, you just see the kind of small building outside from yeah. the road and then you get in here and you're like, oh, this thing goes back quite a ways. Like, this yeah, isn't just, just a normal shop. It's actually pretty slow today, but yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. we try our best. Yes, awesome. Well, obviously, you know, people would have seen, I think, your billboards everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys do a great job marketing your business, but there's a lot more to the story. Uh, and thanks to Harold, who, who I guess works for a company that you pay to do your advertising, we're here today. Uh, me and Harold are good friends, and it's been on, I'll link Harold's podcast below as well, because he does a great job doing his Tunes Tunes podcast. Um, if anyone listening likes cartoons and music, it's definitely cool. a good podcast to listen to. But, um, you know, seeing your billboards everywhere, and I know you guys have had won a lot of awards and stuff, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the family story and kind of how it all begins, right? And how you get here. So taking it all the way back, what's kind of like your earliest memory of, of I mean, the business or, or just kind of growing up in general? Uh, growing up in roofing, I'm a second generation roofer, second generation, uh, um, um, first generation Mexican-American. My, my, my father who came here from uh, the northern state of Mexico, a state called Coahuila. Uh-huh. Um, he came here, he married, he met my mother at about 14 years old and um, they got married in their around, you know, 16, 17 years old, you know, back in that day and he, uh, he worked in odd jobs, he kind of did concrete here and there and some frame, he did a lot of framing and stuff like that, anything he could do to support, you know, his new family and in about 78 or so he started working with his uncle, um, roofing new construction houses. And at that time, they were paying him about two dollars and fifty cents uh, a, a square, which is th- every three bundles. Yeah, yeah. And um, he killed it every day, you know, just doing. He said he made about four hundred and fifty bucks a week in nineteen, you know, eighty. And you know, he said he was living the dream, man. Just that was, I guess, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Know, back in that day, but my earliest memory really was. In the mid '80s, you know, I, I can remember him coming home, and and uh, and he'd come home in the dump truck or something like that, and his work trucks in San Antonio, Texas, is where we started, yeah. know, Southside, and um, just grew up around it. All of my family, my uh, his brothers do roofing. My, half of his other brothers do roofing. They have their own roofing company, successful ones in in San Antonio still. Yeah, and uh, several generations really. Uh, one uncle that's passed away that. Um, he used to work with my dad in roofing every day, you know, so it's it's all we've ever done. It's all we've ever known. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of our It's like it's like uh, half of our lifestyle pretty much, you know, it's it's all we ever It's all we ever do. It's what we talk about in family gatherings, you know, it's it's um, it's kind of crazy because um, 
it's like part of us really you yeah know? and it's no matter what how we no matter what we try to do to get a get away from it or try to do their things roofing always sucks us back in you know yeah. it's, it's the beast you well know? you stick to what you're good at right yeah you know, you know yeah. you're good at it you know the business you know you uh, you, know, you just kind of keep adding on to how we grow the model right yeah if you're good at something I mean, the good thing is there's plenty of roofs in this this right. country and in Oklahoma, construction's not slowing down anytime no, soon. No, we've, we've, we've grown over the years. Uh, he, he, we were subcontractors for many years. Uh-huh. Um, uh, for a long time, we were subcontractors for a lot of other roofing companies and very successful at it. You know, my dad had about 10 crews at, at many times, about over 100 men, you know, and he just grew to the point where he couldn't, uh, he put a very like one line ad in the phone book, you know, like twenty something years ago, yeah. and that one line ad got him a lot of work, and um, it just grew to what it is now, you know. And um, we've scaled it down a, a little bit over the years, just because of for peace of mind, you know, just for a better life. Sure. But uh, for several years, we were averaging about twenty to twenty-five roofs a day, you know. Um, that's some serious yeah, work. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of shingles and and, and the, the stuff we advertise, you know, on the billboards around town with the so many millions of shingles. Yeah, it's like thirty nine million right it's now. It's really da- it's real hard data, so it's it's not something we just made up in our head, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it's uh, we've scaled it down to where we're like you know maybe six roofs a, a day, you know. Yeah. Um, six to seven roofs a day uh, at any given time. So, and we like that, you know. But right. uh, if if we when we when we incur like uh, when we get hur- hurricanes and hailstorms, you know, we're easily knocking back uh, again another twenty roofs a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've always grown up around kind of entrepreneurship and an entrepreneurship family, then. Yeah, yeah. Hard, hard. You know, just a greedy life, hardcore um, work. You know, and um, it's kind of uh, when I was. When I was younger, I'd be like, hey, I want to go with my friends to uh, see a movie or something. Okay, cool. When are you going to go? Saturday. All right, well, I'll see you. You can go work Saturday, and then I'll pay you, and then you can take them, you know. Of course, you know, they give me money, you know, just because they love me and all of that. It wasn't a lot, but, you know, a little bit to go with my friends. But that was always the mindset of, uh, you know, what are you doing, you know? Oh, Oh, sweet to rake the yard or something, you know, and, and uh, just to make sure you get your hands dirty for that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally, to this day, still like that. You know? Yeah. That's that's something that, I mean, generations now aren't doing that, right? I mean, you know, like, there's, there's plenty of, you know, we can moan and bitch or whatever about kids growing up doing, playing Playstations or doing whatever, but it seems like kind of just kind of hearing what you said now, I'm sure, you know, you, you kind of trying to instill that work ethic in the next generation of your yeah. family just to keep that going because yeah. there's always work going to be there to do. Always. You know? All the time. And even though, you know, you've hit a success point where they probably don't have to do that, you know, and like I said, you, you know, they, you've got money to probably have someone do it for you, but it's the life lesson that's going to help them going forward. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, um, We've been blessed, you know, it's it's not all um, came to us on our own, you know, it's, we've, we've been hardcore blessed, you know, by my dad, his lifestyle was one way of many years ago, he's, he's written a book about it and he can tell you about it, but, um, you know, once, once he made a shift from the way we were living, you know, in an alcoholic, you know, drug abuse type, you know, lifestyle and all of that, partying all the time, and he made the shift to better our lives and 
you know, him and his, him and my mother, they gave their hearts to the Lord and, you know, raised us, you know, tried to raise us in that way. We were still in San Antonio, but, you know, yeah, um, tried to raise us in that way and, and moved us to Oklahoma. Um, we just, uh, God really blessed us in that move, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to, to do that. And uh, the doors just opened once he cleaned up his lifestyle and, and uh, pointed his life in the right direction. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like we got that elevated you know, a push, you know what I'm saying, from um, from that plus hard work, you know, it, it just, uh, it's a great combination, honestly, you know, you're, you're going to reap what you sow either way, yeah. and uh, we've been reaping what we've been sowing, thank God, in a, in a good way. Yeah, how uh, how old were you when, then, when you, when you, you know, when I said mom and dad kind of chose to change their lives and move you to Oklahoma? Um, we would come, like, every fall, Every other year, just just to work for uh, uh, for another contractor here, just to work for like three or four months to, to get some good money, and then go back home and work. The, you know, so one time we did that, and my dad in 1996, in the summer of '96, my dad said, "Hey, we're gonna go do that again," and um, we just ended up never going back. And I know I was uh, I was about 14 years old then, you know, '96, and I hated it at the time. You know, I just had this bad attitude, you know, teenager, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And growing up in San Antonio, I was around all my family and friends, all my cousins, to nobody here, but some family, but it wasn't the same. And um, that is when we moved here is when it really, the influence of my mother's family over my dad really helped that, you know, because they all went to church in Oklahoma, you know what I'm saying? It's different as far as raising a family in Southside San Antonio, yeah. you know, and literally Southside San Antonio was, to me, in my opinion, still the same um, than the way Oklahoma's grown, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So uh, that influence over my father and, you know, hey, where are you guys going to be at Sunday? Well, we're going to be here. Well, let's all go to church, and, you know, and that, that all the time, it just kind of changed the dynamic of our family structure, you know, and... Um, I went through my teenage years, still through that, and um, when I got in my late teens, early adulthood is when that influence kind of bled over into me, you know, and, and I ended up changing my life for the better also. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would say the mid-90s to the, the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's kind of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of kids that grow up and, and they don't get to see their parents make a change, right? You know, they might be too young to remember it. They only remember it because, like, they were the reason that their parents changed because they were born. Yeah. But you being 10, 12, 13, 14, aware of what was going on before and after, yeah, that's a really cool perspective to have because that's you great. know what it could be like, oh, right? Yeah. And you, you probably don't want to go back to that because yeah. you know that this possibility, you know, for you to make a few wrong turns and you'd have a few drinks and, and you don't, you know, life could be bad, right? Life could be totally different. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's, it's amazing on how much I used to complain to my parents of when are we going to go back to San Antonio? When are we going to move back? You know, when are we going to do this? And I, I thank God we never did, you know, as much as I cracked and complained all the time and had this bad attitude. Um, I don't even think they saw really the full outcome of what God had planned for us, you know, uh-huh. so we were roofing all the time and it was still hard, you know, and, and roofing every day and, and doing that, but my dad loved what he did and that made all the difference in the world, you know, and uh, when I would go with him on in holidays, even in the mid-90s when I was a teenager, I'd go with him on, you know, Labor Days, Saturdays, summers, um, breaks, spring breaks, all of that to work. Um, I'd always see him enjoy what he did, and that that 
difference of what I see him, how he did it, and how people do it now in this industry, roofers in this industry, it's night and day, you know, and like, because the roofers in this industry now are in their 20s, you know, they didn't grow up with a guy like my dad, so when I roofed with my dad, I'd see him whistling, you know, making fun and, you know, always in a good mood. Right. And, loving what he did, taking an old roof and putting a new roof on it. And at the end of the day, you see what you accomplished, that a feeling of accomplishment every day, you know, and yeah. um, responsibility, because it's a great responsibility. And um, uh, it taught me so much, right. you know, and, 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 and on the ethics and all of that, just from, from what I learned from him. Yeah. Do you think, is that a culture thing or was that just like a dad thing for you? Um... And, and I, I say that in, in because I, my, the neighborhood I live in right now, one of the phases is under development. And I walk the dogs in the morning and the crews are always out in the morning and they are having a blast. Yeah. Music's blaring. And, you know, you walk by other crews and some, you, you like, people aren't, they, they're not grateful. They don't seem happy to be at work. Exactly. There's a switch there. And I, I, my, my question is, is a that a culture. cultural thing or is that like, you, you know? I think it's a culture thing because... Um, a lot of the crews like we have now, you go to the job sites and some of them are quiet. They don't talk really to each other a lot. They're just kind of there. And in the summertime, it's different because it's nobody really, they don't, they're not in the mood to be, because it's hot in the fall and winter. It kind of changes, but still. And then there's other crews we have where they're, they have the radio on, they're all talking, they're all having fun. And man, it's just a big difference in work, um, how your day goes by. And I used to, when I got my own, I got my own crew when I was 18, I kind of made that same culture change too, like with my crew, I'd, hey, da 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 da, you know, be joking around and making fun of each other and this and that and, um, and have that fun, you know, because it made, roofing is already hard enough as it is. And, you know, just to add to that, it's a huge difference in how you work. Yeah. And it, it goes along too with, office and stuff you know right I yeah you add in Oklahoma wind and heat and yeah. trying to carry stuff up a roof yeah or oh, even cold I mean it's, we get everything here we don't get we? Everything. Which, is, which is not fun to plan at all but when does it you know I know you said you're, you're kind of subcontracting for others when you first came here when does it switch to like we are like our own we're going to go out and do it we're not sub subcontracting yeah. we are uh, 2004 was the big shift. Okay. Um, 2004, early 2004, April 16th, 2004, we got a huge hailstorm come through Northwest Oklahoma City, and it's Northwest OKC all the way down Expressway through Nichols Hills all the way to the Broadway extensions. There's thousands of homes, and so my dad had already built this kind of ad following, you know, before social media and all that on the phone book. Yeah. And he kind of knew how to work the phone book and billboards at the right times. And so when that happened, he, 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 he did a couple of ads and some, some newspaper stuff. And it was just so much work. He, he, uh, he had 10 crews, 10, 12 crews, and each crew was assigned to a different company at that time. And he just had to tell them all, like, man, I got so much work for me. I just have to have all these guys for me, you know, and I'm sorry, you know. But, of course, they didn't like it, you know, but... Um, it's just the way it had to go. And we were all scared, honestly. You know, I was, I was like 23, you know, tw you know 22 around there. And um, that's all we had known. Because we knew, that's all we had ever known. So 
Uh, we broke off and um, Salazar Roofing has been Salazar Roofing for a long time because that's what he contracted as. Yeah. But Salazar Roofing, what it is now, is, is when we made that change. And um, we've been just killing it ever since, really. And it's, it's really, in my opinion, the success, like I mentioned before, has been based off of two major things. Um, doing what you say you're gonna do, you know, and, and do it right. And if you don't, then fix it. Yeah. And that's always been my dad. Um, and then, of course, just that backing of, um, you know, living our life for God and, and making that lifestyle change, you know, and, and uh, not getting out there and being crazy. And there's a lot of, a ton of successful other guys in this business that don't have that and that, and I don't judge them for it, but, um, extremely successful but I've always wondered in the back of my mind what their quality of your life when all the when all music's down and nobody's around and you're by yourself what is that quality of life how is it when you're by yourself you know yeah. versus you know when we live our life right you know and, and living it for God every day and and putting him at the forefront with us you know so um, those two major things really have played a role in our, in yeah. our success yeah, because it makes roofing the vehicle to changing other people's lives, right? And spreading exactly. the message and living your life the yeah. way that, you know, you intend. It's a great tool. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, putting roofs over people's heads is not a bad way to do it either, is It's it? a great tool, man. Um, to give back to, it's crazy because uh, we try not to really put it out there a lot, but we end up doing, we do a lot of, we'll do some free roofs every now and then, and it's just because people don't have it or they need it and they don't have it or something like that and uh, we don't get too crazy advertising that because then you'll have everybody knocking at the yeah. door but it's something that we have been blessed with that are able to do and give back in a way and um, we enjoy it yeah yeah it, it makes I mean it's the, the good thing is you have the ability to do it yeah. right you know and it makes you feel fulfilled to give back and see that happy smiling family's right. face whose house has been ruined by a hailstorm or wind or yeah. tornado whatever it is yeah. or they're just in a bad situation and they can't afford to put a roof on their exactly. house bad insurance whatever um, you know it, it, it makes you you know appreciate what you do the skills that you have and the work that you've been doing for 40 plus years yeah right you yeah. know it's it's fulfilling isn't it it's, that's right as much as we all want to make a billion dollars right and you know drive fancy cars and, and fly fancy jets like it's it, like you said it comes down to you know what are you doing on your own what are you yeah when it's just you and your thoughts the, the, the rewards you know that, that come with it of course um, is that you know like the latter of what you mentioned but a lot of people don't understand is if you provide a service and you alleviate other people's problems you're gonna yeah. you're gonna do well you know um, and we happen to be in a certain industry and live in a certain state mm -hmm. where it's it's, um, it's always we always have problems like that so yeah. when you take care of other people's problems and, and work hard at it and do what you say you're gonna do yeah, you, you, you'll be successful. Did it, was there ever a point growing up where, you know, obviously culturally and then family and like, you know, you're working and, and there's a job somewhere, there's always something to do. Do you ever get to a point where you think, I just resent going to work, like climbing roofs, I want to go do something <laughs> else? Time. Was there ever like a dream that you wanted to go to, you know, do something else and go to university or start your own business? Man, I've always, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's always... That always plays in the back of our minds, right. all of us here. You know, my sister, me, my brother, you know, 
because they're all a huge part of this business. It's not, you know, and my dad, um, my dad is heavily involved in real estate development mm-hmm. and um, in many ways that's like his therapy, you know, like that's his thing, you yeah. know, to, to, to do that. And um, I would say right now at this moment of his life, he's half busy in that and he's found his niche and he's got great resources for that. But uh, as far as us, yeah, man, I, I didn't graduate. I didn't graduate high school. I dropped out in March of 1999, and um, you know we were different back then. So my dad was different back then. So I was uh, I was partying a lot, you know, hanging out with the wrong people, and ditching school. And my dad found out, and he's like, "If you're gonna ditch school and not go to school, you might as well go to work with me and at least make money." And he said that I was out the next day, you know, so I dropped out the next day in March in that spring and the day I dropped out, my mom took me to work with him and um, I've been with him ever since, you know, 23 years and um, I've always looked back and said, man, I wish I could have at least finished high school, you know, gotten a degree or something, um, but I made the choice and, I, and, and I'm glad I did, you know, because a lot of people that I know that have gotten degrees and are, you know, did the whole nine yards, they, they didn't come out so well. It's not so much that it's the degree's fault, it's just the worth ethic, at work ethic instilling them and yeah. what they used with what they got, you know, and um, what we used with what we got, we took it to the limit, you know, and there's still a long ways to go for us, a right. long ways to go, you know, so uh, my sister's the same, she wishes she would have gone to college, but roofing called her you know and my brother too man he, he dropped out of high school and he answered the call to roofing yeah. <laughs> so. it seems to be working just fine right but and my brother he's highly you know he's for his age he's very successful he's got a great family and yeah. nice house and you know he does well and you know we uh we have our, our, our i would say you could say we have our insecurities when we're around highly intellectual people sure. you know but uh but when it comes to roofing, you're on my turf, you know, and I, I can, I can beat, you know, I can, I can beat everybody on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, the, I mean, there's so many cases out there where, you know, you've got people who are super intelligent, super smart, but they lack work ethic and yeah. they're hating life in an office, yeah. you know, and if you are listening and you're one of those people, do yourself a favor and leave and try something <laughs> because you can always go back to an office job. Exactly. You won't regret it. Um, you know, but like I said, work ethic is, is the main thing, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there are times that you would think, ah, well, you know, you listen to friends or you meet people, you go to football games, and think, wow, yeah. it would have been great to stand in the student student section yeah. and spend four years having a great time and coming out with a piece of paper that might not mean anything. Exactly. Um, I've had three. Yeah. I've had on this note, I've had three doctors tell me. Um, one in particular, I'm thinking of. He's a dentist, actually, but. Uh, He's, he's got a, sex, a successful uh, business, and uh, I fly a plane to a lot of places to look at roofs. Mm-hmm. You know, Arkansas, Colorado, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, everywhere. I fly my own plane, and I, I flew my plane to look at his roof. And we started talking about it, and he has his own plane too. And he, he said, man, that is so cool. You get to fly everywhere and look at roofs. And I said, I mean, I guess. You know, I'd rather be home, you know. And yeah. I said, um, I just don't want to be driving all the time. And he said, yeah, but all I get to do is just be in 
this office working on people's teeth every day and he's keep in mind he's pretty successful yeah and i said sir honestly i wish i was you and he said no he said i wish i was you and i was thinking wow like this guy's telling me he wishes he did my stuff and i'm like man i, I look at roofs i was like you have no idea how much we stress out when it's gonna rain you know what i'm saying like <laughs> the common things you guys never think about you right know, roofers showing up to a job you know all these kinds of stuff this mountain uh, that we have to make sure yeah. i said he was no you don't understand but that's what that's what life is you know he's talking to me from his perspective and it really opened my eyes you know and i was like yeah. man thank god you know it's right and i've had two other doctors tell me the same thing you know man i'm just in this place all day i'm a, a brain surgeon you know it's just it's like it's like wow you know pretty cool yeah he's kind of chained to his to his uh, to his surgeon's room or whatever you call it, operating room, and but plays golf on the weekends, drives a nice car, and lives yeah. in a fancy house, right? On paper, it looks like he's living the dream. To us, it does. So, yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. To that point, then, um, like, what get you know? Talk about flying. What gets you into flying? Like, I've always was, loved aviation. Yeah. You know, aviation and airplanes, just the aerodynamics of everything about it. I've always been into World War Two. You know, just everything about jets. And when I was a kid, I. I always wanted to fly an F-16, yeah. and, and I'd say that, and I had them goals, but, you know, growing up in the wrong neighborhood, wrong friends, or, you know, not necessarily wrong friends, because that was my choice of the things that I did, you know, so uh, I made the wrong decisions, and uh, I ended up here where I'm at in roofing, so one day I, um, I thought I'd look into it as a career change, and um, I got to, I was, when I was physically roofing all the time, and I was like, man, I'm tired of roofing. I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So I went to a school and um, talked to some people in the, in the industry, several pilots. And they were like, this is the worst thing that you can do. Stick to roofing, man, because we only make like X amount of dollars, you know, starting now. Yeah. And I looked into it and he was right. And I'm like, man, I make way more than that now, roofing. Yeah. And so I, I uh, about 10 years later after that, I, um, I heard uh, actually who is my pastor now talk about how he he went to a school and did a discovery flight and boom six months later he was a pilot and I'm like man if you know he did it you know I'm, I'm gonna do it so yeah. 2014 I went I got a, I paid 50 bucks for like a discovery flight and uh, I was hooked and I did my 50 hours of training I got my pilot's uh, license December 10th 2015. I'm, I'm sorry, June 10th, 2015. And uh, I've been advancing in my ratings since then, but I love it, man. It's just, it's a, it's a thrill. I, I didn't understand, I don't think even my dad knew how much he loved it. Because um, uh, he started off buying a small airplane too. And to get from point A to point B quick, you know, and the views you have from then and here, you know, and all of that, he's gotten really into it too. He's not a pilot, but you know, he's advanced in his airplanes he's got now, you know, but yeah. um, it's just a whole nother world, you know, a lot more appreciation for the guys that do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And you're right, like when we look at fighter pilots, we're like, you have the coolest job yeah. in the world, right? Especially Top Gun's just come out again, and, and everyone's like, exactly. you know, I want to be a fighter pilot, I want to fly a jet. <laughs> and you're like, we make zero, you know, in relative terms, like not much money compared to yeah. what, you know, what entrepreneurs can make. Um, exactly. But you fly jets all day, which is kind of like, I don't know. And it, it's weird, like, I, 
the last couple of days I've noticed people walking around or driving in their cars and they're wearing flight suits. Yeah. Like they're going to work and tinker and stuff. And I've never have noticed that before, but obviously because Toggins just come out now yeah. you recognize people in their, you know, their their flight suit and stuff, which I mean it's still cool, isn't it? You have the aviators on yeah. and you're in your flight suit and you're like, I feel you know, like a million <laughs> bucks, right? But um, yeah, is there any, I'm sure there's got to be something out there that you can pay to have someone take you up in an F-16 or something. In an F-16, I don't know on that. Or a jet of some sort. My dad has gone to one of those in Florida, um, and he said, from his words, it is literally the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. And yeah. he's been all over, the, my dad's been all over the world, you know, and he's done all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, he's done everything. So for him to say that about that, um, it was it was a, uh, he got an airplane with another guy, and another guy got an airplane, and they like did Top Gun stuff, you yeah. know, and, and flying around in that airspace, and shooting each other, you know, with what they were doing, and one guy would shoot the other guy down, and stuff like that, they did it, for, and he had like a flight suit, he had the whole oh, yeah. gimmick, you know, and he said it's the funnest thing he's ever done, so I was like, man, he's like, you need to do it, this and that, I just... It's on the bucket list. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to, back to flying around to job sites. Obviously, you know, you've got kind of spots all over the country, right? Yes. Well, how does that develop? Is that just family in certain areas that you think, hey, we're going to, like, how, how do you get to having, you know, was it five total, five, six total um, Right spots? now we've got, yeah, we've got a location in Colorado, Lawton, Oklahoma, um, and in Florida right now, you know, yeah. plus this one. So... Uh, we used to have more, we've scaled it down, but um, the Colorado one, I can give you an example. The Colorado one, I had this deep sense in my heart that uh, I saw like this target in my spirit, you know, over the uh, southern part, middle part of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I prayed about it and I felt that I needed to go there. And so we, me and my wife went there in uh, 2016 and I got my license there, my roofing license. And um, we've we had we've done pretty successful there over the years. We, it's been a little slow over the last year just because we've been concentrating on, on stuff here. But um, it kind of works out that way. I went there. I got an office. Me and my wife got the office. We got it set up and kind of built a um, a portfolio of sort you know of work there. And in Florida, uh, my dad and me and my dad have been working that pretty hard. My brothers worked that pretty hard. You know so. We used to have another office in the Panhandle of Florida, in uh, Panama City, mm -hmm. but uh, for Hurricane Michael. But Florida has, in my opinion, Florida has done pretty well. And we still have that. When we go to places like that, we usually try to keep it small and um, a small location and with an office staff of one or two there. Sure. And, you know, we've got a great team in Florida right now. I think we have the best team we could have in Florida, just yeah. holding that fort down. I don't have a team in Colorado, mainly when it's stuff that comes up, I fly there and take care of it. Okay. Is it fairly easy then to kind of replicate the model? Uh, you just got to be careful with the spots that you pick because yes. obviously not Oklahoma is obviously a great spot because we get weather. Yeah. Right? Like, is there other. The challenges with replicating, like, so the, the model here, you know, we're, we're kind of spoiled. We're kind of spoiled to hear, you know, because yeah. we have everything here. If I need something, I can go outside and tell one of the guys, yeah. hey, go to Lowe's or go there, take the dually, take the trailer, take this to this job site. Yeah, yeah. When I go to Colorado, I have to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's one it's taking show. you back 10 years. Right? You know, if I get a job in Denver yeah. and our, our shops in Colorado Springs, I, I got to 
take the truck and get the stuff take it to them you know that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a half a day thing you know if, if it's a big job you're doing that every day when you're supposed to be doing other things right you know? and if it's a big enough job i'll call one of the guys here and have them go down there and stay in a hotel but it can be a challenge to replicate the model um that's what we're working on now is to how to do that and then have other people already know you know yeah, so yeah. i'm already kind of gearing up right now as, as we speak for hurricane season and stuff like that so that we're ready okay but again you know several years of that experience in 2005 me and my dad went and worked hurricane rita in lake charles louisiana and that really helped us out of course my dad's been doing this right going and working storms since before i was born you know since when i was a kid i remember him working hurricane andrew Florida yeah. in, the, in the early 90s you know so I remember him going down there working taking his cruise so it's just a, you know plus 20 plus years of but the, the models definitely have to change because the culture is changing yeah the roofing culture is changing so it's amazing how like I mean it's fascinating you know when we start talking about it you, you know you have to look at the weather you have to look at all of the storm seasons and the things that are going to happen because like I said that's kind of where the business is at yeah. you know if you just sit here and wait for it to come to you you're dead you're dead right yeah. like it's, it's people probably don't think I mean I didn't think that you know it makes total sense now but I think people are just unaware that you know, you guys have traveled for, like I said, for the entirety of yeah. most of the business because of that's where the work is. And, you know, the roofs aren't going to change, but they're just going to be all over the country. You, you can stay here and not do nothing else, um, not go anywhere else. And that's perfectly fine. Hmm. You just have to understand that that is, uh, you, you're going to, that outcome is only going to be so much, you know. So if you want to be a $2 million contractor, maybe yeah. it's 10, and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you can maybe do more some years. Some years we did 50 million and, you know, with a big storm here, you know, 40 million, 50 million, several years of that, you know, and that's, that's a good thing. But, um, and my, what I always tell everybody is Oklahoma's too small for us, you know, and, the, right. and what I mean by that is, um, the amount of things that it takes to take care of this company and to keep the ball rolling and to keep the quality of guys we have, mm -hmm. we've got to always have a lot more work. So. And not only that, but we love the th to be honest, just to be perfectly honest with you, we love the thrill of going somewhere new, you know, and meeting new people, new new county people, new sh you know, um, city halls and all of that, and uh, eating the food there and enjoying that, you know. When when Lake, when it hit Lake Charles two years ago, man, we love Lake Charles, you know, and we went down there and worked that storm again, and the food's great, the people are nice. <clears throat> it was in the heat of COVID. Um, 2020 and it was interesting because when we went down there um, this cat four category four hurricane you know lights are out nobody has power uh, all kinds of it, it looked like literally a bomb went off in Lake Charles the government was nowhere to be found which was interesting to me um, and uh, very little, little government help and what was amazing and this is keep in mind you know George, uh, George Floyd was going on and COVID was going on. Everybody hated everybody if you weren't wearing a mask and the whole gamut, you know, on the, what you see on the media. But when you went down there and this, what looked like a bomb went off, it was amazing because the, the human spirit, everybody helping everybody, like people helping people cover their house and people helping people with water, people helping people with food, giving people clothes. 
Nobody was talking about COVID. Nobody was talking about the, the riots of George Floyd. Um, literally, and it's black people helping white people, white people helping us, us helping everybody else. And that was a, a huge, up, up, you know, and the, the, the situation sucks, you know, and how it all looks. But the human spirit, the human, the will of everybody helping each other, it's just like, wow, man, yeah. it was just amazing. So we like that, you know, we like that chase, you know, and, and then helping people put their roofs back on. And in the meanwhile, you're also getting rewarded. Yeah. And, and having an extra income. Yeah, it's special, right? Because like I said, everything comes to mind and everything that you have read about or heard about, whether it's through faith or just people, whatever it is, you're seeing it in real life yeah. down there. You know? it's, it's crazy. And then you, you, you work there for a week. I come back on the weekends, I fly back on the weekends. And you're in that, you're sleeping on a cot and this and that, and you know, in a, in a house that don't have power or whatever. And you're working from literally 12 hours, 15 hours a day, you know, because that's all there is to do. Yeah. Um, and you come back and you deal with clients here and they're like, you know, your guy left the water hose on. You know, it's like, ma'am, I just came back from a place that they, they <laughs> wish to, they wish they could have everything you have right now. They, you have power, you know, thank God you got power. You right. Know, you're complaining about something that I don't say. It's going to cost you a few dollars on your water bill this month. Yeah. Right? I don't say those things. Well, you can't, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, you know, but yeah. I'm thinking of like, wow, I'm just came from a place where these people don't got nothing, you know, it's like right. a third world. And from them, a lot of most of them are underinsured. Yeah. They don't have a way out, you know. And, you know, everybody here is like nothing was going on. I went to a job in Colorado, a big job we were doing in Colorado, and he's like, "So what you been up to?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just working. Uh, I'm working Laura, because that's what we say." Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean you're working Laura?" I was like, "The Hurricane Laura." I said, "That was the one that hit the Cat Four." And he's like, "A Cat Four hit," and he's like, "He didn't even know, you know." And it's like, dude, there's. I was like, you've got a region that is impacted that yeah. don't have, but you know, it's pretty sad that the United States, you know, just, I don't know, it's crazy. It's just oblivious to the rest of the world sometimes. It's, it's amazing. Oh, that's funny. Um, so kind of coming towards like present day, you know, I know you mentioned like Oklahoma's kind of not big enough for you because you, you know, you're out of scale now where you can go and, and send crews and, and service, you know, basically the entire country. What's kind of plan for, for growing in the future? And, and you think, I mean, dad doesn't seem like a guy who's ever going to retire. No, he's not. Um, because, you know, that's just not the way. I don't get the sense that that's, he, he's not going to be on a beach somewhere, you know? No, like, that's not dad. It's not his thing. So He's been saying he's going to retire in five years for the last 20 years. <laughs> he just um, keeps finding stuff to do. <laughs> but I, he's going to work till he can't work anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that's good. I, I, I told him last week, dad, I want, because he's like, talking about this and I was like I don't want you to retire I, I want you to I, li I love to see him here right because you know, he cuts he still does the same thing when we roof he cuts up he makes fun of people he, he jokes and he, you know it's yeah. it's part of him but uh, as far as for us what we want to what I personally want to see is uh, more growth um, not in numbers wise but in, in scaling on income mm -hmm. And uh, keeping the the headaches down, you know, and that's a major challenge. You know, it's a major challenge. So, growing and building the structure and the culture of our company that will support that. And uh, I've been working on it for about a year. You know, so just growing that, so trying to support that, and getting larger jobs. 
that will have the margins enough to, to do that versus a ton of little jobs with a ton of complaints and problems. Um, so it's, it's what we're working towards. We've always done big commercial, but we're trying to scale it to where that's mainly what we do. Gotcha. You know? um, we, we love the residential side of it, but the commercial is really where I see us. If we want to have a better quality of life, um, doing more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of real estate stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's you're right to that point of, of not having dad retire. Like, you've been working with him for, what, 23 or something years now. Yeah. Like, that's a really cool relationship to have. And yeah. certain part of you would be gone if he what, didn't show up to work every day because exactly. he was retired somewhere, right? Like, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just the part of you that's, except that it just wouldn't be there and then, like I said, it wouldn't be fun anymore. Exactly, man. I don't, you know, it's it's a challenge. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> every family business yeah. has its challenges, man, right? It's a challenge because it's, it's personal. Yeah. yeah it's business you know and my dad will fire his you know he'll fire anybody if you're not yeah. if, you're, if you're not benefiting the company you know so he will let you yeah. go and people don't understand that when they come because he's a cool guy and he's nice or whatever but if you mess up and you know that you were supposed to do something he gets on you and it's yeah. like they're crying or whatever and it's like dude you know this is a he's, he's he's your friend yes but this is his baby you yeah know? i mean you got you got to be on board with him you know yeah. what i'm saying he's leading and you see the way he leads it so you you've got to you've got to be up there with that those are the expectations yeah. you can't just be nonchalant over here expecting someone else to do your job you right know? so but i appreciate that and um his uh you know um having that around kind of uh you know to to kind of check you you know that's that's a great thing you yeah know? You know, getting the calls at 7 a.m. Hey, you told me you were going to do this. And you said, uh, not good morning. <laughs> you need to go and do this, take care of this right now. And, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, crap. You have to cancel everything now. Right. But I like that. You know, it's it's a good thing to have. Yeah. We need it, man. We, how, all, we all need it. How many times has he fired you? Oh, man. <laughs> I've been fired from Salazar Roofing, I, I, without exaggerating, at least 20 times. <laughs> My brother got fired like two weeks ago. <laughs> I will show you the text. My uh, brother texts me saying, Dad just fired me. <laughs> I started laughing. Oh, that's brilliant. I've broken windshields. I've uh, the windshield I have in that truck, I've broken that one from you know just him making me mad. Going, I don't mean to break it, but I'll throw my phone or whatever. <laughs> You know, by the next day we're over it right you know, because it's yeah just, he's my neighbor i literally live next to him so <laughs> he'll 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 piss you off and then invite you to dinner right now. <laughs> oh i love that's it that's just the kind of guy he is man. yeah uh finishing up then kind of more personal stuff um obviously you know you're a lover of tattoos and and, and it sounds like food and travel are big things for you yeah what's uh what i mean what gives, gives you relief other than jumping in the plane and flying somewhere like what i mean what where do you where do you go for vacation what do you do for fun and, and what's kind of like your favorite food spots maybe locally one of the favorite things i love to do on this world is just to get out somewhere and walk like a you just get lost in the mountains somewhere yeah. and just walk with no phone and, and just hopefully get lost on the trail somewhere and pray to God a bear chases me or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see a mountain lion or something, but um, that's one of my favorite things to do is just go to Colorado and I know a lot of trails there and just go there and walk, man, and not have a laptop, not have an iPad, not have roofers calling me. Um, I've had like three phone calls already from roofers right now, you know, so 
just that and um, food god I, I'll eat anything I'll eat if it, I'll eat if, it, if it's breathing you know but um, as far as favorite spots man I, I don't know because um, I just like to eat everywhere honestly man it's just just going with people to hang out and, and eating yeah that's the you know um, with us and our culture um, it's really in Mexican culture really the, the passion for food is intense you know um, to have to, to for the the half of the fun is making it and then the other half of the fun is enjoying it with your family so we grew up around that you know and making great food so when people ask me what's your favorite Mexican restaurant around here none of them none because of them. they all are horrible in my opinion yeah family honestly, food is, yeah, is from in my time opinion time. they're yeah. all horrible you yeah. know they're tolerable they're so. edible Right, but it's all home cooked food from mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go to a place here you now on the south side and stuff like that, and it's pretty good. I like it, yeah. and I'll go there all the time. But for me to say that it's my favorite here, that's Texas. Yeah, know, that's gonna have to be Texas. Texas has the best Mexican food in, in yeah. anywhere, you know, um, in the United States. You right, know, Texas, in my opinion, beats Tex-Mex and Texas sure. Mexican food is. But uh, yeah, just having fun. Hanging out with family. I always tell people, man, if you want to get me anything for my birthday or Christmas, uh, get a Outback Steakhouse gift card and then say, let's go eat dinner. Yeah. And, you know, give me the card and say, let's go eat dinner now. And with me and you. An hour of your time, especially yeah, just and, a and meal. I, I love that. You know, just, um, I love that right there because we already have a lot of things. Yeah. How, many, how much more things can you get? Another belt, another you know, shoes, another hat, whatever, and it's yeah. more bullets and more guns, all that stuff. It's just like, whatever, you know. Yeah. I, um, I've gotten to the point, I'm not I'm not old, but I've gotten to the point where I just enjoy, you know, that better. Yeah. Um, hanging out, laughing. And, you know. That's quite an interesting switch, right? I mean, we're all going to get to it at some point, but you ask anybody who's older than us, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old, they're like, doesn't matter what you got material things like when we were a kid right like i want a ferrari i want a watch i want this i want a cool hat i mean whatever it is right you're always kind of chasing that material thing sounds like you've got to that switch you're like yeah yeah i've experienced it it's it's cool but i told my wife like three days ago um i because my birthday is in august i said if you want to get me anything for my birthday this is what i want you to get me and i showed her and it's one of them charcuterie boards. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, give me this. I would, it's yeah. gonna be my 40th birthday. Yeah. That's what I want. I said, buy the best one you can buy. Right. You know, with all local stuff, local honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, spend a hundred bucks on it, man. Get a real nice charcuterie board. Yeah. We'll sit at the freaking table and we'll just hang out and talk and eat that thing. You know, and that's, that's all I want, man. You that's know, cool. Just, you know, we'll call my parents over or something, you know. That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life because... You know, my parents are going to be here forever. And those moments, man, those moments right there, that's the best. Yeah. Great way to end it. Some great advice for people listening. Go and eat some food with family, hang out, have food, drinks. Just spend that time, right? Because like I said, we'll get it back. So, <laughs> Michael, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. For people listening, I'll post the link to the website and the story and Dad's book. They can go check that out. Right. Because um, obviously, you know, there's a lot more to the story than kind of what we just heard. Um, but I really appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, uh, wish you all the best for traveling and flying in the future. And can't wait to can't wait to catch up with you in a few years. And you've been in an F sixteen dogfighting over the <laughs> over the beach in Florida. But for people listening, uh, thanks so much. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. 
This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.